We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Gut Reaction episode, the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me as always. Probably today going to be spitting fire old school. You know him, you love him. Zach Kelberman, Zach, the Denver Broncos. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it, I'm sure, plenty. But uh, the Denver Broncos, in the end, come up short, 17-16. Raiders extend their winning streak over the Broncos to seven. Your gut reaction, brother. I, it pains me to say, but kind of the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, a lot of us were skeptical or none too pleased. I know we disagreed about VJ returning, Chad, you and I, but I'm in the camp where I wasn't thrilled about it. And some of us are justified, I think, after today's game. They wilted when they mattered most. The tackling wasn't great. They were a lot of penalties unnecessarily and uh, lack of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, of all people. He's not exactly, you know, Lamar Jackson. You have to be able to get to the quarterback, and the Broncos did not do that. But on the offensive side, Again, another game where the offense scores 16 points, very reminiscent of last year. I thought in spurts, Russell Wilson looked better. And then I thought in spurts, the offense kind of looked the same where they were taking what the defense was giving them and not really coming up clutch and stepping on the opponent's throat. They had a chance, Chad, um, in the fourth quarter to really put the nail in the coffin, to go for the jugular, go for the kill shot. They did not do that. And when they punted the ball away after I got this kind of sick feeling in my stomach, like, here we go again, and uh, here we are. It was a – you're right on that. Um, a bizarre kind of juxtaposition of big swinging uh, cashews, let's just say, early in the game from the from Sean Payton to kind of oddly playing it safe at the end of the game. Um, the biggest thing I take away from this – all right, two things. Number one, the defense, where's the pass rush? Right. And Vance Joseph, I'm sorry, the announcers were talking about this game as if, uh, you know, blitzing Jimmy Garoppolo is uh, equal to, say, trying to blitz Peyton Manning or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, where they're just going to make you pay 99 times out of 100, which I found to be a little bit laughable. That's not to take credit uh, away from Jimmy G. This is the best. Uh, no, that's the wrong way to say it. He looked. Heck of a lot better in this game, Zach, than I expected him to, especially Same. considering the offseason that he had. But Vance Joseph really made it easy on him. And uh, mm -hmm. so 
I'm encouraged. So that's takeaway one is the defense, a lot of warts that they're going to have to iron out really, really quickly. The other one is Russell Wilson looked a lot better. Like he looked significantly improved in more ways than one, which we'll get into much more poised, uh, productive uh, in critical situations. You know, he didn't win every single critical situation, but if we're looking at markers uh, that we can maybe rely on in terms of what to expect moving forward, that's encouraging because this this team, Zach, goes exactly as far as the quarterback. And even though this was not exactly vintage, a vintage Russ performance, like we didn't really see him do much with his legs, for example, it was a step in the right direction. Unfortunately, though, Zach, in a game that counts, Broncos 0-1 in the season. So there's some positives. There are some positives, but at the end of the day, uh, when the chips were down in the <clears throat> pardon me in the second half, you got a lot of small ball from the Broncos, and it'll be interesting to see how Sean Payton kind of um, adjusts, rolls with those punches. I thought you're talking about vintage Russ. I thought he looked pretty vintage vintage in the first half on his touchdown uh, balls. I mean, he was making plays and rolling out, and he looked more in command and kind of an extension of his impressive preseason. The defense is worrying to me because I, I'll own it. I'll eat the crow. I've been saying for months that even with VJ returning, they have so much talent on that side where they're pretty much set and forget. You can, they're plug and play top 10 unit. They are far from a top 10 unit based on today's game. And you're right. I wasn't expecting Jimmy G to look that good. I wasn't expecting Jacoby Myers to look that good or Damari Mathis to look that bad. I mean, he was picked on and abused relentlessly. Um, there were a couple of fluky penalties uh, that went against the Broncos, one on Patrick Sertan against Devontae Adams, but losing Caden Stearns, uh, that hurts as well. That hurts the the defensive secondary. That hurts the uh, the depth there. And also the overall talent level. They need Baron Browning back in a major way. And I'm going to focus a lot of my comments, not a lot, but the defense really was more eye-opening to me than the offense was today. I was very disappointed in VJ's side of the ball. Bro, not a single sack. Not a single sack. I mean, that's going to be a problem. And how many, what are we now, five weeks removed, six weeks removed from Vance Joseph saying this is like the deepest, most talented rush linebacker room he's had uh, in a long time. The Dutch is jumping in with a super chat. We'll start it off apropos with Michaela saying, so PO'd, where was our defense? Special teams kicker was bad. Feeling sick about it. Can't do it. <laughs> Need to sign off. Understandable. Uh, Zach, that was a little bit of a foreshadowing a little, and, you know, a kick in the gut to boot when uh, Will Lutz missed that extra point and surprise, yeah. surprise ends up being the difference in this game. Somewhere. I don't know where, but somewhere Brandon McManus is laughing his ass off at what happened in today's game. The kicker uh, was the difference. I mean, he missed the field goal. He missed the extra point. That's a four point swing and a one point loss. And it just seems like the carousel, it was quarterbacks in Denver. Now it's kickers. They just can't find one. It was a little head scratching. I think um, from a 10,000 foot view in Broncos country for them to move on from McManus, but we felt confident they'd have a, a, a replacement lined up. I thought Will Lutz would be an upgrade on uh, McManus or at least comparable to him. And uh, he comes out today and, and shanks a few kicks. I was not too pleased. Not good. Chief Braided Hair Brady. That's a newer name with a super sticker jumping in. Thank you. Good to see welcome. you. Appreciate. Yeah, welcome. Very generous. We we love it. Appreciate you very, very much. And to this point, Spartan2492, what's up with the kicker, Lutz? I thought he was good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a uh, mixed bag in terms of Lutz. Uh, Lutz's, I guess, is how you would say it. Um, resume. 
former pro bowler for a time for a stretch Zach was one of the best kickers in the NFL then he had that core muscle injury for the Saints missed an entire season came back last year and was not very good basically a career worst season to the point where the Saints following the 2022 season the one season without Peyton they said you know what, we're going to hedge a little and bring in some competition because we just didn't like what we saw from Lutz. We're a little concerned. That kicker they brought in to compete won the job. And Sean Payton said, okay, well, I know what kind of hay I can make with Lutz. You know, I think he's uh, just needed some time getting over the core muscle injury, blah, 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 blah. Here he is. They orchestrated trade, get him here. So it's not encouraging. It's not the end of the world. Again, week one but not the best first impression. And if you're looking at things like harbingers, if you're a believer, I should say, and things like harbingers and omens and all that, Zach, not a good start for Will Lutz uh, career as a Bronco. No, it was not. And it makes it worse when you consider the Broncos traded a pick to acquire that kicker and they still can't get it right. You know, there's, there were several options on the open market. I wanted Denver to look at Robbie gold being one Mason Crosby being another, I feel like they would be, more reliable and you would have saved a draft pick, but that's revisionist history. Now the Broncos have Will Lutz and they hope that this was just a one week jittery kind of um, exception to the rule. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered as the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Um, man, let's catch up on some supers here. F.A. from the very tippity-top rope. Thank you, F.A. Let's hear what he has to say. What a game, he says. I'm pissed. Offense looks good. Defense was okay. Lutz, really? 
Uh, what's forgotten was if Philip Dorsett stays in bounds, that's a touchdown. Got to know where you're at. All in all, a decent game. Dulcich getting hurt, I think, hurts us. Yeah, a lot to unpack here. I think we've touched on – we'll get more into the offense, but we've touched on offense, defense, Lutz. What do you make of his comment on Dorsett and then Dulcich uh, getting dinged up implications? I don't know that it's the reason they lost the game, um, but I agree that he should have known where his feet were. He should have better awareness on the field because that could have been, you're right, F.A., a big swing in a, in a very, very close uh, tightly contested ball game. So it's just one of those situations where, you know, it's a game of inches and the Broncos didn't get that inch and uh, the ball didn't break the Broncos way. It sucks, but what are you going to do? Indeed. Um, but the offense look, um, well, let me grab Patriot text real quick and then I'll finish what I was going to say. He says, thank you, Tex. It's good to see you by the way, bug uh, work's been busy. He says money's tight. Haven't been able to chat. It's all good, bro. It's all good. Nothing changes with this team. Uh, Denver comes through. D never Denver never comes through in the clutch. Uh, special team still sucks. We need a quarterback. Russ ain't it. We can't keep putting lipstick on a pig. Uh, and then he says, No pass rush, still can't stop Josh Jacobs. Six or seven wins tops. We still won't beat the Chiefs. Keep players hurt all the time. Feels like the same old, same old arg. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, Josh Jacobs finished with 48 yards on 19 carries. They stopped him, dude. Josh Jacobs got stopped today, all right? Didn't score. Um, the problem is 19 carries, 48 yards, two-and-a-half-yard average. The problem is a couple of those – I mean, more. a lot of those runs, Zach, were, like, bottled up, stuffed him. But then he would, like, squeak in – you know, every four or five carries, he'd squeak in, like, an eight-yard or 11-yard or whatever it is. Um, and so that's what people – that's the perception. And you know what they say about perception and reality – but really, as far as as a running back, they stopped him. 48 yards on the ground, Zach, 23 yards uh, receiving. I'm not sure, considering the history this team has with Josh Jacobs, you could have really expected more. The biggest problem the Broncos had defensively, two things. One, no pass rush, big problem. Uh, number two, they didn't have an answer for the other receiver. The, Mathis... You know, we're at like a, this is a, this is already like out of the gate, Zach. This is a tipping point, like fork in the road for Mathis, because when he was a rookie and he got inserted as a starter, what happened? They came at him. That's what the NFL does. They test the rookie. They test the new guy. They test the guy who's not Champ Bailey. They test the guy who's not Patrick Sertan. And after one really, really bad showing, he kind of figured some things out. Coaches helped him work through it. And he ended up being quite solid as a compliment starter on the other side of Sertan. Will that happen this time? Because if not, Broncos are going to need Riley Moss back in a freaking hurry. So there's that. You're right about they stopped Josh Jacobs by the box score, but I could also argue, you know, like you talked about the hidden yardage, the broken tackles, the yards after contact, they just, they wilted when it mattered the most. And that's a, a telltale red flag of a VJ defense. Something else I just discovered by looking at the box score you know who the Broncos' leading receiver was in this game? That would be Samaje Pirine, who had 37 receiving yards. I mean, that's just completely unacceptable, and, and things were way out of whack. Damari Mathis, yeah, it's on him. He was not good enough at all. Jacoby Myers is not Devontae Adams. He's not that hard of an assignment. 
but it's coaching, coaching, coaching. As the defensive coordinator, VJ's responsibility is to adjust. From the jump, from the opening whistle, Damari Mathis was having trouble covering Myers. Why let it go the entire game? You know, why not roll coverage? Why not do some things differently so you can get your problem area away from the Raiders, I guess at that point, number one receiver. But yeah. it was a, a team collective failure as well. When you can't pressure the quarterback, Chad, you can't yep. expect your, your your cornerbacks to cover forever. You get no sacks on Jimmy G. It was just a total, complete defensive letdown, in my opinion. Appreciate you, Nas. Same old story. I put this on coaching. Let's everyone who didn't have a break, who didn't break a tackle or stay in bounds. Pass rush penalties. Brutal. Naj, it's funny that you say this because we gave our yeah. three keys to victory on Thursday, and the first two were um, common sense. Stop Jacob, stop Max Crosby. My third key to victory was don't beat yourself. No self-inflicted gunshot wounds. No stupid penalties. Missed field goals in this case, turnovers, what have you. It's the little things that the Broncos still have not mastered. And you know why they haven't mastered it? It's because they still don't know how to win. They know how to lose, and they know how not to lose, but they don't know how to win yet. And apparently, it's going to take a little more time with Sean Payton. Here's what's interesting. The Broncos finished 5 of 11 on third down. So did the Raiders. Your perception of that, though, would have been, I guarantee it, the Raiders fared significantly better on third down. The reason why your perception would be that is because recency bias. All the Broncos' productivity, Zach, on third down came in the first half, unfortunately. Second, <clears throat> pardon me, second half, not so good. So, you know, they got to figure out how to sustain momentum into the second half, and I think that'll be a key to um, turning this around. But I'm not, I'm not jumping from a cliff. I feel you. Like the comment, pardon me, <clears throat> come on, Froggy, get out. Um, the comment I made to a buddy of mine, he called me uh, as I'm getting ready to do the stream. He's like, oh, did the Broncos win? I'm like, no, it looks like they're losing. I'm like, man, I, I'm just, I got to figure out how to get on a microphone for the next week and keep Broncos fans from jumping off the ledge and like racing for the ledge. Because as someone who had John Elway posters on my wall when I was, you know, five years old, six years old, seven years old, my whole life as a kid. Like, I was born and bred as a Broncos fan. I'm with you guys. I do what I do, you know, for a living and the mile-high huddle thing and all that stuff. But I still feel those emotions, maybe not as intensely, just because my grind is a little bit different than some of you. But I feel the emotions, but I'm not running to the ledge quite yet because there was actually a lot more in this game, when you, uh, Zach, when you compare it to just the last few seasons. Like, I understand results the same. Broncos come up short. They lose the game. What else is new, right? Tell me something that uh, I don't know or I've never heard before. I get that. But there were a lot of positive developments and uh, improvements in a direction that we haven't seen for a while. And I think one of those big ones is Russell Wilson. And I'm telling you, on the day, here's how Russ's day went, all right? He went 27 of 34, 177 yards, two touchdowns, 108 quarterback rating, all right? Unfortunately, a lot of that production, most of it, in fact, came in the first half. So, again, it's not going, oh, you know, Russ, lipstick on a pig, we got to figure out and just come to the realization he's not it. No, it's getting drilling down into the, the nuances, which is a patent specialty, and figuring out why the Broncos offensively, I mean defensively the whole game, but offensively, why they lost um, steam, right? Why they started uh, running on fumes in the second half. They got to come up for an answer for that. 
what was it? The second preseason game? I think it was where Sean Payton noted or, or the first joint practice with the Rams. He said they ran out of gas and he was kind of uh, taken aback by how little stamina the team had. I don't know if it's the same thing that happened in today's game or, you know, what the deal is, but it seemed like same old Broncos in the, in the second half. And the first half, it seemed like Russell Wilson was turning a corner. You had the, the big, you know, the, the BDE from Sean Payton going for the onside kick, which kind of should have worked if not for a ticky tack penalty. Um, it seemed like a different turning point, but then the second half starts, they only score 16 points. The opposing offense marches right down the field. The defense wilts. You know, Justin almost Simmons makes an appearance, Chad. He had that almost deflection, was a little short on that. It just seemed like same old Broncos. They got to find a way to learn how to win. And obviously, it's not a uh, it's not a one-game process. And you need your veterans, your leaders, to lead the way in those moments. Like Kareem yeah. Jackson, yeah. that penalty is what mm-hmm. literally, that was the death knell. I mean, you could say the Jimmy G scramble at the end was the the real death knell, but no, that was the one chance the Broncos really had uh, to objectively come back and get this win. And you had to stop. You had to stop. Where is your presence of mind as a veteran, as a guy in his 14th NFL season, as a 35-year-old man, where's your presence of mind in that moment? I get it's bang, bang, snap, snap. It's a live bullet situation, but Kareem Jackson's gotten into a lot of trouble with the crown of his helmet, uh, especially since he became a full-time safety and not a DB. you got to ex- – uh, not a cornerback. You've got to expect more from your veteran leaders. F.A. with number two jumping in. Thank you, bro. Thank you so much, F.A. says, K.J., uh, Kareem Jackson can't make that hit after we stop him. True. Offense got to put up points where uh, – offense got to put up points – there when you have the ball with six minutes can't go three and out all in all a decent game chargers and dolphins will boat race us uh get better and i think they will i believe so that's the thing is did you let me put it to you this way zach did you see anything today or no i'll, I'll keep it up. did you see anything today that gives you that leads you to believe that this is par for the course like this is just kind of the way it's going to be this season no I, no, I always expected, and I said the same thing last season, admittedly, but I always expected some sort of growing pains or hiccups. I, I thought the Broncos would win this game. I predicted the Broncos to win this game, but I never thought they'd be undefeated. I never thought it, it would be a perfect process. I never thought they would average 40 points a game or have 17 shutouts. So I don't think it's par for the course. I don't think it's a sign of things to come. It's it's a tough loss to swallow when you consider the history and the fact the Broncos haven't beaten the Raiders now in the last seven tries. But as we've talked about, certain components of this team, namely Russell Wilson, were looking not just incrementally, but significantly better than what we saw in 2022. So I'm optimistic. You're optimistic by nature. I'm going to take an optimistic posture heading into week two. Well said. I want to come back to that, but let's grab Lady D jumping in with a very generous super chat, a Mount Rushmore superstar saying, I'm super disappointed and pissed in the overall team play. Offensive line didn't get it done. Defense stunk. We had our arse handed to us. So frustrating. We should have won this game. It's just sickening. I still love my Broncos. MHH for life. All right. Let's talk about the offensive line for a moment here, Zach, because on the day they relinquished two sacks. Uh, Crosby got one. Tillery got one. Uh, Crosby got himself a few pressures. Uh, overall in the run game, let me go back to team uh, stats here. Overall, the Broncos uh, rushed for 94 yards. Raiders rushed for 61. 
Broncos passed for 166 net yards, Raiders 200. So the scales balanced just like in the final score, Zach, the Raiders had one additional yard better total yards than the Broncos for what it's worth. Uh, but the offensive line at times looked really good at mm-hmm. times. You're going, what the heck's going on? McGlinchey got worked for a sack. And that was something that another key that we talked about trickle wrote this up too in an article, I think Friday, but you can't, especially for a guy who's not been playing, right? Let's, I get it that, that McGlinchey's a veteran, right? He's got a lot of, um, a lot of live bullet experience in the league, but as far as his football shape, his conditioning, he's been chilling, so to speak, not chilling, but he's not been playing. All right. Basically since training camp started, it was very early into training camp. Why wasn't there more help to, to on that side to kind of chip and slow and, and at least try and impede Crosby because he was, he literally wrecked an entire possession. Like Broncos had a field goal at worst. He kicked him out of freaking field goal range. That's three points potentially off the board alone on one single possession, not counting the other stuff that he did throughout the game. So there were some step for, steps forward, I think, Zach, uh, with the offensive line, but also that the right tackle situation. Like I think the Broncos need to be a little bit more aware. Hey, Glinchy, Mike McGlinchey is going to need two, three games to get his football legs underneath him. And while he is, we need to scheme to that reality. Very well said. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The offensive line, like the rest of the Broncos team was Jekyll and Hyde at, at certain points. You thought, okay, they turned a corner. They're not the 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 swinging gates that they have been in recent past and then or in recent history. And then you see Max Crosby getting two quarterback hits, a tackle for a loss, a sack, just wrecking shop. And then also the offensive line in a good way, they averaged 4.3 rushing yards. The Broncos did. Uh, behind that O-line. So again, certain things have gotten better. Certain things still need work. It's a work in progress. And all they can do is regroup and pick up the pieces and go to work against Washington in week two. Naj, number two, love you, bro. He says, Russ did exactly what Peyton wanted him to do. That's not going to be enough with this defense, in my opinion. Peyton has to have Russ let loose downfield. After watching that debacle, I'm off the cliff, Chad, and I'm an optimist. Uh, Okay. Definitely it's wise to be off the cliff. Uh, it's it's disheartening to see the season open with a loss. I get that. It doesn't, in my opinion, Zach, totally crumble every um, reasonable expectation fans had of this team in 2023. Um, you, might, you might need to amend a couple aspects of it. For example, if this is going to be par for the course on defense um, – He's exactly right. Broncos are going to have to be a more aggressive scoring team, not just grind it out, not just, you know, the whole idea, Zach, of, all right, the way we're going to get Russ back on on track is, you know, we're going to go back to running the ball as an emphasis. We're going to definitely work in a lot more play action, which we saw, and it's great. I love seeing them use a lot more play action because it freaking works with Russell Wilson. It works in the league, but it especially works for Russ. Um that's all fine and dandy, but you're going to have to take some chances. You know, he did have the one moon ball uh, that was that worked for the Broncos that ended up being a PI, got him in position for that second touchdown, et cetera. Uh, but they, they, Peyton's going to have to tweak this along the way. Oi, boy, screw the Raiders. To be honest, I've seen this. I saw this as a must win game. We had no answer for Myers about Lutz. 
uh, on my crap list onto next week's Shake My Head. Zach, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not amending what I'm feeling about the season. I think they can still win 10 games. They can still go 9-8, and eight, for example, and find a wild card berth. They just have to kind of find their footing and find their identity and, and clean up a couple things about the operation because, again, that defense wilting, the kicker can't miss field goals and extra points. Once they get the, the loose ends tied up, we'll see some winning in Denver. It's, I hope so. Let's let's catch up on some super chats real quick here. Jonathan Figueroa, it's good to see you, big dog. Been with us a long time. He says the offense will take time to click. Obviously, the new kicker sucks. And why did we bring back Vance Joseph? We lost because of the kicker. Russ is back though. That's the thing is, I I have a small sliver of me holding me back from fully saying Russ is back. Okay, and the only thing about that is, like, I was ready for this. You know, I. I sent a tweet at the end of the second quarter going into halftime with Russ's very impressive first half body of work. And I was ready to follow that up with, you know, he kept his receipts. He's on the war path. Let's go. But the second half, they just, they just kind of withered. They lost steam. They didn't make those plays on third down. They didn't, you know, they weren't helped by uh, the best uh, coaching decisions at certain points in that second half. But I think Russ is very close, very close. A few tweaks from Peyton. Again, this is their first full game together, Zach. A few tweaks from Peyton, and then, uh, you know, improvement along the way, I think, is going to be coming in this first quarter of the season. F.A. says, I hate the freaking Raiders. Have faith, Broncos country. <clears throat> it will get better. The overall offensive operation will get better. It looks better. It looks a heck of a lot better, Zach. Mm -hmm. J.J. coming back. We'll open things up, Jerry Judy. Uh, Sean Payton teams get better after October record-wise, Zach. Yeah, I, I agree with you again. I, I, certain parts of the offense, namely Russell Wilson, looks just night and day different from last season in terms of the operation, getting the playoff, the tempo, uh, the play calls. That first touchdown drive, the sequencing, the play calls was all a, a masterclass of offensive you know, play in the NFL. I, but I do think I was going to make this point, F.A., you beat me to it, not having Jerry Judy out there just killed any sort of explos explosive qualities the Broncos wanted to bring to the table against this Raiders defense. Didn't have KJ Hamler. Didn't have Jalen Virgil. Don't have Tim Patrick. You you lost a lot of talent in that receiving core, and um, it kind of caught up with them today. But what JJ can do, not only with catching passes when he holds on to them, but creating separation for other players along the boundary, on the inside, in the slot. He's so good at drawing attention away from the rest of the Broncos pass catchers, and him not being active today was a big, big um, setback. So Russ hit 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 receivers. All right. Uh, Troutman, Zach, finished 5 for 5, 5 receptions on 5 targets, 34 yards. Dulcich caught both of his targets for 22. Mims caught both of his for nine yards. That's that hurts. Uh, Humphrey caught both of his for 11 yards. This is all small ball stuff. This is all short to intermediate. Where is a semblance of the vertical game? Ted, what's up, bro? He says, I won 200 off this game and it still doesn't take the sting away. I officially hate this streak more than our chief streak. One in nine over our last 10 versus the Raiders. I know, bro. We feel your pain. Trust. Franklin, very nice to see you. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Franklin says, SSDC, same crap, different coach. I'm done until the players play like they care and the coaches act like they care. I'm out. Peace. All right. See you, Franklin. Uh, Roberto, what's up, dude? Down in Mexico. Appreciate you saying we have absolutely no pass rush, no explosive plays. 
those two things I think have to change in order for the Broncos to have a result in the, in the box score in the final analysis of every game that looked like what we saw in the second or the first half, pardon me of this game. In other words, I think you could maybe survive with this defense, not giving you the best individual pass rush. Like Gregory didn't do anything. Clark didn't do anything. Uh, Jonathan Cooper didn't do anything on the edge as far as pass rush. Um, Zach Allen didn't do anything. You can maybe live with it not being the greatest pass rush or in, having any great individual pass rushers. Zach, if you can complement that with some explosive playmaking on the offensive side of the ball. What I saw today as far as the way it looks, the formations, the tactical approach to the game plan, players executing – it's all going in the right direction. And I know it sounds like a cop-out, Zach. It sounds a little cliche, but I'm going to echo something you said earlier, which is it's all still very new. A lot of moving pieces in a very new situation. We definitely wanted this one. This hurts because mm -hmm. it's seventh straight and it's in division. It sucks really bad. But take a deep breath, all right? There is going to be a little bit of some growing pains, a little bit of a trial and error. And our hope was, especially in this first quarter of the season, the Broncos would win the games they were supposed to win. This is one of them. They didn't. But along the way of, the, of winning the games that they're uh, supposed to win in this first quarter of the season that's relatively soft schedule-wise, buys them a little bit of breathing room. Every game counts, so it's not like it's free shots here, but – a little bit of breathing room to iron out those kinks. And I think they will just because I do still have the utmost faith in Sean Payton. Yeah, I don't think there's a week one correlation in terms of if you lose the first game that you're going to go on to not make the playoffs or, or any sort of negative season. And if you want a little bit of uh, comfort and not to go off the ledge, I'm not going to tell any fan how to be a fan. I'm not going to gatekeep. If I was just truly a fan and a hundred percent emotionally invested and not just doing a, and not doing a podcast trying to be objective, I'd be pissed. 0-7 against the Raiders, going over three years, losing to Josh McDaniels again. It's the first game in the Sean Payton era. Second year with Russell Wilson, completely unacceptable. But look at, for example, the uh, Bengals. That's a team that just paid their quarterback $275 million, highest paid player in NFL history, Super Bowl aspirations. They've gotten close to hoisting that Lombardi a few times. What happened today? They played the Cleveland Browns and they lost 24 to three. Now I'm sure there's a sect of Bengals fans that want to jump off the cliff as well. But I think the majority of them realize it's a sucky result. It's not ideal, but it's still only one game and it's week one, a lot of football left to be played. Even when it's a coach and personnel carryover, every season kind of has its own little growing pains. Uh, KB real quick. Let's rapid fire. Answer this for him. Should the Broncos have kept, Brandon McManus. Yes, but not at his current contract. I will say he was a good kicker. Not great. Not like Justin Tucker, but not at his current salary. He was being overpaid and he was underproducing. I think you could have gone to him and maybe they did and we just don't know it, but I think you could have gone to him with a salary reduction and he probably would have taken it and you don't necessarily have this problem. Not to say that McManus has been great. He hasn't, uh, but he's been, solid like you could count on him to make those extra points plumb bob never ends seven in a row keep your chin up guys it's game one game one keep your chin up let me let me take you back in time rick thank you bro he says mason crosby happened <laughs> um let me take you back in time 
How were you feeling? Let me ask you this, Zach. How were you feeling at the end of the second quarter? Pretty freaking good. I said, this is a new Broncos team. I didn't recognize them at first, Chad. It seemed like the tide was turning, genuinely. It did. it did, and I think it is. But as we talked about, uh, this team's forgotten how to win. And it was evidenced in those critical moments in the second half, specifically in the fourth quarter, and, and mostly on defense. But the offense doesn't get a pass on this either because they didn't make the most of their opportunity. So everyone's in this boat. You've got to – this team has to understand when it, when we talk about relearning how to win, it doesn't really matter what you did in the first quarter or the second quarter. What matters is what happens when the chips are down. And so I think Sean Payton is a savvy enough and experienced enough and a frankly talented and gifted enough coach to be able to help the players understand that, to be able to recognize whatever his failings were in those moments and learn from it on the fly and in a hurry. That's why guys, I'm not tripping. It hurts and it feels symbolic because it was McDaniels and the Raiders, but don't go angling for that cliff. Pull it back, pull it back. All right. Let's see what happens in week two, because what I saw in the first half was such a monumental. I'm going to use that word. It's a superlative, but a monumental improvement, Zach, over anything offensively we had seen from this team. Um, in I'll just say the last two or three years, but it's, let's just keep it with Russ with anything we saw from Russ last year, including those final two games where he looked pretty dang good that I'm going, okay, all right. Again, adult back in the building. We're moving in the right direction. There's still some warts. It's not a perfect roster. I think they aired too much on the side of caution when it comes to edge rusher. I think they maybe should have used more of their resources to improve that situation. Zach Allen's not going to be enough to just straight, raise all boats he's not that level of a guy he's not a tide guy um so pump the brakes on running for the cliff lucas says the buffaloes had more passion than our bucking that's what the b youtube team yeah and by the way props props to to see you they're really cool to see what's cooking with coach dion before we get to another amazing showing of uh Deanna's, uh, generosity i want to echo a point you just made because it bears repeating you can look amazing for 59 minutes, but it doesn't matter. I mean, in that last second or in that last minute, you can all fall apart. You got to maintain all 60 minutes, play to your potential, play smart, play clean, play disciplined. And it kind of, the wheels came off in the second half. They didn't look like the same team, but it's a, it's a teaching tool. It's a learning point for Sean Payton. And they're going to get better because of this game as stinging as it is as a result. I really think they will. I think Sean Payton showed you how serious he is about turning this ship around and fast by the way the season opened. Let's talk about it real quick. Deanna, hold tight. One sec. Onside kick, it didn't work out, but it came this close, all right? That puts everybody on notice that whatever your preconceived notions are of propriety, of uh, custom, etc., what you're used to with the Broncos, what you're used to with this head coach, you're going to have to form a new paradigm here. Then what happens? Russell Wilson's first possession under the Sean Payton mantle goes 86 yards on 14 plays with a touchdown. That, to me, is more of the harbinger I, I think is going to signal what happens in the future. Lady D, thank you. Love you. She thank says, you, on to next week. We need to get better fast. Still have faith that they can be a great team. They need to show Broncos country that they can win games. Hashtag bridge the gap. Awesome. Thank you. Hashtag MHH for life. 
Well said, Lady D. Well said. Appreciate you. Jordan Lewis jumping in saying, hey, guys, I'm honestly lost for words. Last year, we lost 17-16. Today, we lose 17-16. Too many costly penalties. Feels like the old Broncos. So that's the one thing that I'll really um, I'll really play ball on in terms of same old, same old, feels like the same old thing, is the penalty thing. I was really surprised by how loosey-goosey. Now, you know, you can debate a couple of them, whatever, but that's the way the cookie crumbles in the NFL. You're always going to have that one or two could have gone either way. Uh, calls that you view as controversial or shouldn't have been or whatever, but 10 penalties to open this season from a, from a Sean Payton, well-disciplined kind of the perception, his resume, et cetera. That did surprise me a little bit. And if there's anything that really has me worried, it's three things. All right. Uh, the kicker sitch, the pass rush, and just the defense overall. And what the heck explains the, the, the penalties. Is it just, First game jitters, first game loosey-goosey, everyone, including the officials, kind of like finding their way, time will tell. I think it's a combination of three things to explain the penalties. Number one, it is opening day. It's it's week one. And coach, even coaches don't really know what the team looks like. They haven't played for a few weeks. It's it's a whole new operation. So there's going to be some uh, mistakes and errors along the way. Um, my all, bigger thing is I think the refs were being very – easy with their flags because the Raiders got penalized 10 times as well. So if two teams get 20 penalties combined, that would lead me to believe that it was just a flag happy uh, kind of game. But it's also the coaching because I can't be hypocritical. I, I've said it in years past about VJ or Vic or Hackett penalties fall on coaching and lack of preparation, especially pre-snap penalties or um, things that take you out of field goal range or scoring opportunities. Sean Payton has to get on his guys to be a little more efficient and not shoot themselves in both feet. If they can do that, that would eliminate a big margin for losing in each week. You know, you think about, well said, you think about um, what this team was lacking today and you wonder, um, I, would Albert Okuwebunam have maybe helped them today more than Fabian Moreau? <laughs> Good question, Mr. Producer. That That's rhetorical. I'll let you guys answer that. But Dirty Boy, uh, appreciate you. Three hours of my life gone for that. I'm done, to be honest. Don't be done. It's one game, guys. It's one game. Chill. Uh, Mike, the Ronk in the house. What's up, bro? Good to see you tonight. Thank you for checking in and being with us, as always, my friend. Uh, but they could have used some of that. Big body playmaking ability from from Albert O. I'll tell you that. Wero, Russ looked good. Yeah, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But he did look better. Uh, Phil, sad evening, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. The defense and the kicker got to improve. Hashtag Buckham. Hashtag MHH for life. Yeah, I think a couple of slight tweaks offensively and a couple of where the bear kind of goes, you know what, in the woods type conversations on a couple of matters with the offense, specifically as it relates to second half execution and critical situations down a distance, et cetera. That offense was going to be okay. The defense, I'm worried about that because hit what you know, Vance Joseph stood up there, what was it, Thursday? His his answers for Devontae Adams was, you know, he's not going to show his hand, but like we're going to have a plan for him. And you could maybe argue, Zach, that it that it worked because, um, you know, he's great players are going to get theirs. You know, we've talked about that spe uh, specifically last week when we were focusing on Jacobs, Adams, and uh, uh, Crosby. But 
he didn't have the, the Raiders knew that, that there would be a counter, uh, a, a counter to the whole Devonte Adams, 200, 200 yard games last year, blah, blah, blah. And so they were ready for that. They were ready for Vance Joseph to basically say, we're going to freak out and put all our, our eyes on taking down Jacobs and take and, and taking away Adams. Didn't account for the other guy having himself a day. And Damari Mathis, you know, that's not starter play, dude. I'm sorry. Like that's that's like um back to the drawing board level play, but it's one game. And I am encouraged, Zach, that, you know, this has happened before and he bounced back and became very consistent as a starter. But if they don't have an answer for this pass rush, like they didn't even were they not not only were they, Zach, not getting pressure individually on the edge in their one on one matchups. All right. Or inside. But Vance Joseph was completely like he was allergic to it from throwing numbers, no real blitzes, especially like no knack or feel for, for it in a play calling sense. It was just like. Here, let us just lay down and let you walk all over us. That's what it felt like. Naj, you brothers know I'm out in D.C. Out here, every fan is certain next week's a win for the commanders. Zero concern. That's what we've become. We're the team on other teams' schedule that they check off as a win. Must change that. Yes, you're 100% right on that, Naj, but we knew that going in. And that's that's still this, – this, we knew there's only one thing that could change the perception of the Broncos. Zach, just win, baby. That's what it is. They got to – these games can't be coming up short in the clutch. Oh, we lost by one back to the drawing board. Other way around. You got to be the guys that come out on top in those critical situations until that starts happening. And it can't happen once can't happen twice until that becomes the standard operating procedure for this team. Naj, you know, that's just how people are going to feel because the last seven years. Yeah, just to tack on one thing about Damari Mathis, I'm hurt because I've been talking him up all offseason. I still think he can be a really good number two cornerback, uh, but you're right. He did look very replacement level, and the coaching staff should not have left him on Myers for as long as he was. But we have to keep in mind, the other team gets paid too. Josh McDaniels gets paid too. And I hate to say this, the only time you'll hear me saying these words, to Josh McDaniels' credit, dot, 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 at least he found the you know the the player to exploit in the Broncos secondary, and he won that matchup. Yep, he did. Jonathan, uh, appreciate you, buddy. He says, Peyton, why try for an onside kick? Why can't we beat the Raiders? Why can't we score more than sixteen points? Why are we going for fifty-eight yard field goals? So frustrating. Worst of all, more injuries. Yeah, the Caden Stearns thing—it's a bummer. I think the Broncos will be okay without him. Uh, I don't think he was going to change the destiny of the of the back end of the defense. But it definitely hurts, you know, like especially for him as an individual, it really sucks because this puts his career in straight jeopardy depending on – have you heard an update on the prognosis? I haven't since we've been yeah, live. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't hate the onside kick. Now, look, you can go back through the lens of of the fact that we know how the game turned out and, and say it was a poor calculation because the Raiders marched down and got a touchdown. All right, that is what it is. But I liked it. I still don't hate. I still wouldn't say you should have done something different because it did set a tone. It did kind of send a message, not just to the opponent, but to the fans, to everybody watching that, like, this isn't necessarily going to go always the way you're expecting it to go with the Broncos. And it kind of backfired on him in more ways than one, Zach, and the fact that they didn't get it. Raiders scored a touchdown, and then they lost the game in the final analysis. So you can't say, well, you know, 
didn't really work out for Sean Payton, but I did like how I just liked the moxie. I liked the, and it, it was close, dude. It was close. Don't expect him to be doing that every game. You know, he saw an opportunity. He, he, I'm sure Zach, there was some symbolism attached to it for whatever it's worth. I don't hate it. The Broncos absolutely in the first half bounced back from it. Russ answered with an 86 yard touchdown drive. Like it was, he raced that sin. If you want to call it a sin, Russ in the offense and Sean Payton calling those plays, you raced that sin. It was atoned for. It was the second half that cost him and the kicking game and the defense second half specifically. Was it when the Broncos uh, played the Dolphins in 2017 that they got blown out that game and Adam Gase tried an onside kick to was it to open the game or open the second half? Do you remember? I want to say. He was uh, the game. Keep talking. I'm going to Google it real quick. And I, the reason I point that out is I, I despise Adam Gase like everyone else, but I, I really appreciated what he did in that moment to go for the onside and have that much confidence and to put a little F you out there. Like, listen, it might not work, but we're not going to roll over and take it lightly. Real quick, continue your thought, but with a commanding 33-9 lead in the fourth quarter, the Dolphins attempted an onside kick okay. uh, and got it. So, you know. I still like it. It's just, it's, it's, if it works, you, you look like you're a boss. If it doesn't work, well, you look like you tried to be a boss, and the Broncos haven't had that mentality in quite some time. I'm with you. I, I would do it over again if I was Sean Payton. Even just for the symbolism aspect of it, like, I just liked it. Like, hey, guys, don't worry. We're, watch this. You know, like, we're going to go do something here. Like, I think the players probably appreciated it. Like, it was just a good tonal, T O N A L thing. F.A., bro, going off tonight. Thank you. Thank you. He says, the defense will be fine. We gave up 17 points. That's true. It's not like they went gangbusters on the scoreboard. Uh, Ajiro Ebro's defense gave up 28 to the Falcons. Fangio's defense gave up 31. It'll all be okay. I really believe uh, Denver will be okay. I would like uh, a broken record, LOL. Uh, yeah, so that's a good point, though, about, you know, I get what you're saying, and it's true. It's not incorrect. Hey, what are we talking about here? They only allowed 17 points. That's true, but it fit. It has to be analyzed, Zach, within the frame of the game itself and how it complemented what the Broncos were doing. So if the Broncos scored 34 points and the Raiders scored 17, we wouldn't even be talking about the defense, right? Uh, we wouldn't even, even if everything else turned out the same as far as like their third down conversion rate, their red zone rate, uh, all that, we wouldn't really be talking about it. So there's the key. The offense can't be a 16 to 20 point a game offense if this team is going to make, hey, they have to be in the 20s and above if this team is going to survive. I'm telling you right now, because I wanted to have hope, Zach, that Jonathan Cooper had somehow flipped a switch and that this was going to be a different version. No, he's just a solid edge guy. He's just solid. He's not a pass rush specialist by any freaking stretch of the imagination. There's nothing physically freakish about him. He's just a solid, competent, now young veteran edge guy. And the Broncos don't have a, a Vaughn type guy. They don't have a uh, Bradley Chubb. I guess they kind of do in Frank Clark. They're very similar players in terms of how they win as pass rushers and maybe even their pass rush uh, win percentage. But their only hope, for some of that Von Miller-esque individual, I'm going to go win my one-on-one -on -one matchups and make some game-impacting plays, is Baron Browning, who can't help you right now, and maybe Nick Benito. Maybe. 
but I'm going to have to go back and see later how many snaps he even got today. Jonathan Cooper is Malik Reed. I mean, the way you described him is just a workmanlike player, solid but unspectacular. That's who Jonathan Cooper is, and uh, I don't mind it. You can't have pro bowlers at every spot, and I'm, I'm not putting the loss on Jonathan Cooper. F.A., you bring up the points allowed. It's only 17. It's not that much compared to, as you mentioned, Evero and Fangio, but it's the context in which the points were allowed and which the yards were allowed. It's, you know, failing to stop him on third. Even Kareem Jackson said that I'm reading on Twitter. He said, you got to get off the field on third down. It's just, it's a prerequisite. If you want to win games in the national football league, it's allowing the Raiders defense or the offense to go right down the field, allowing Jacoby Myers to have a, one of his best games of his career against you. That is the problem with VJ system. It's always been the problem with VJ system. He might look good on paper, but when you dig a little deeper, there are so many red flags that just pop out. Indeed. And I like the way Scott says this really quick. And then we're going to grab Mitch. You have to look at possessions. No one seemed to be able to stop anyone. There were only like eight possessions going into the fourth quarter. And then he says total plays chargers versus dolphins, 76 Broncos Raiders, 55. That's why it feels different. And that's what, when we talk about the context, well, you have to look at the context. That's what we mean. Mitch, bro. Thank you, bud. Uh, he says, my expectations weren't as high as other people. 95% of this game looked significantly better than anything last season. Game one's done. Time to focus on game two. And I would agree that that especially, um, you know, I, I got to say this again. This team goes as far as Russ can carry him, okay? And even though it wasn't perfect, you want to see Russ perform better in the second quarter. He was so much more poised. I mean, guys, again, I got to remind you, this dude threw the ball today, Zach, 34 times, only had seven incompletions, 177 yards, so and two touchdowns, rating of 108. So every, uh, pardon me, completion with a couple of exceptions were just little dearly bought kind of like dump-offs. You got to be able to balance that, you know, these, these, when we talk about how nice it was actually in the play action game back in effect and a competent play caller, knowing how to use it, you got to start using some of those play action opportunities for chunk plays. And I think you'll see that come as this offense gets more, you know, in tune and on the same page and chemistry and cohesion. When Jerry Judy comes back as well, Judy as well, for sure. Grab Chris. Yeah, Chris Hernandez, an OG to the MHH podcast. Good to see you as always, sir. $16 super. Uh, Chris says, well, that could have been better. The dreaded 16-point strikes again. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a correlation. It doesn't mean that Sean Payton is not better than Nathaniel Hackett. It doesn't mean that Russell Wilson is not better than what he was last year. It was an undesirable, unideal result, but life goes on and the team will go on. I'm telling you guys. Don't freak out. Russell Wilson is a new – he's a reborn quarterback. That is going to come out in the wash. That's my one bold prediction I'm going to give you now that I've seen a full game of, of Russ and Sean Payton together. That will come out in the wash. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll do something stupid if it doesn't at the end of the season. You will come up with something to humiliate myself if my bold prediction doesn't come true. But I'm telling you, it's going to. Grover. Can't get pressure. Thank you, by the way, Grover. Can't get a screen and still having issues getting plays off in time. Disappointed, to say the least. Hoping Peyton turns it around next week, MHH for life. Yeah, but, bro, nowhere close when we talk about plays and the or play clock and all that. 
you can't you can't even compare the comedy literal comedy of errors on that uh side of things uh exactly one year ago in the season opener like you can't even compare them Naj and thank you Grover uh Naj we don't have anyone who can stretch the field it's that simple signing Lutz dumping Op uh, Alberto not having any deep plays for Mims and where was Jaleel Russ was on why did Peyton limit him it's so upsetting yeah and we haven't been able to look at coaches film and stuff like that and to see what kind of opportunities uh, were available to Russ that he didn't see or take. Um, but like Zach said earlier too, the other guys get paid as well, right? Josh McDaniels is loving this win streak. He's loving, you know, he's the guy that as his first year as a head coach in Denver, you guys remember this ended up being ag absolutely a, a dagger and ignominious when he's led the Broncos to a six and zero start they're in LA or pardon me, San Diego playing the chargers and he's running up and down the field, telling the chargers they own them and the chargers just blasted him. And it was literally all downhill from there. He's that guy. You want to talk about petty. You want to talk about taking joy in the, in the kicking men when they're down. He's that guy. He was loving it today. He's he, this is the game, the two games on his schedule every year that he circles with relish. So again, it's not just, they get paid too. But he, I guarantee you, spent a lot of time figuring out and trying to project and guess how to stop Sean Payton and all that. And I, we'll we'll see when some of the coaches' film comes out, Zach. But um, some of the coverages at the third level of the defense, time will tell. Those things, I I think, though, will come together. Listen, credit where credit's due. Josh McDaniels should feel, uh, you know, like he he can gloat or should feel happy. I mean, he swept the Broncos last year. He came into this game hearing nothing about how Sean or everything about how Sean Payton is the better coach and Russell Wilson's looking new and improved and the defense is so good. And what did he come out and do? His offense outcoached Vance Joseph's defense. That's just the reality of the game. So, again, credit where it's due. Ted, you're such a sweetheart, bro. We appreciate you. He says, another super because while the Broncos may lose, Chad and Zach and the MHH crew go 17-0 each season. Appreciate that, Ted. Really do. We do. Thank you, Ted. Flazify, what's up, dude? Penalties and pass rush killed us. Randy Gregory looking like a free agent bust. Unfortunately, he is looking that way. But just like the other aspects of the team, I'm not going to go running for the cliff on any given issue here that we realize sucked in week one kicker pass rush defense tackling uh critical situation poise i'm not going to freak out yet because it's one game and it's the first game we'll see spartan bro thank you hey mhh sorry for not donating anymore dude it's all good. all good we're just happy to have you with us i was working overnights uh for two years wow so i couldn't watch you live thank you guys for, uh, for info on everything hey dude just so you guys know we don't just expect you to super chat every time you're in the chat we don't seriously every single 99 cent super and above like everything you guys do we take it as like just a blessing all right so when you can great we appreciate you when you can't it's all good as long as you're here with us that's what matters most elliot thank you bro good to see you on facebook throwing down some uh some stars matt on facebook as well saying the kicker lost us the game you know Chief Brady also uh, saying uh, kicker needs more practice. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see, man. That's that's the one thing that, you know, Zach, you can get the offense figured out in terms of uh, third losing momentum in the, in the second half and 
figuring out third down in the second half and all that stuff. You can get your pass rush up to par. You can get your defense disciplined with tackling and all that ironed out. But the kicker can still cost you games with those things ironed out. So, like, that's something that probably Zach has the most, you know, uh, butterflies in my stomach, whatever, you know, uh, moving forward is I don't think – I'm not going to say that. I worry. Lutz was a mistake. It's an interesting situation because as as much as Sean Payton changed kickers in New Orleans, I would say, well, you know, Lutz is on thin ice and, you know, he better watch his back in the Valley the next couple of days. But then again, the Broncos just traded a kicker for him. So I feel or traded a picker pick for a kicker. So I feel like he has some sort of job uh, longevity. Interesting to see where Sean Payton, Sean Payton pivots from here. A lot of word salad tonight. Quote, uh, Anthony, hey, guys, sad loss, but I'm glad we aren't uh, complaining about Russ. (coughs) Pardon me. Hope the defense can make adjustments for next week. Most people aren't. There have been a few uh, put the lipstick on the pig comments tonight, but I attribute that mostly, Zach, to just the bitterness, the sour grapes of losing, which we all feel. And it's just how we express it or choose to express it or don't uh, that separates us. So I do understand it. Grover, uh, this one we did get. Yes, thank you, Grover. I tweeted about this during the game, man, when the Broncos figure out, uh, iron out the kinks on their screen game, it's going to be a potent weapon because you can just see how, how big a plays that are just waiting for them. If they can get that ironed out. And I think they will, um, they might not have the perfect personnel on the O line for it, but I think that it's good enough. They just got to tweak a couple things. Quote of the day from Homer Simpson. It would appear good to see you, bro. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Uh, uh, Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, bro. He says, that last hit by K-Jack was not a helmet hit. Find a kicker, and Mathis better get better fast. Uh, from Mac Dog, let's go. I'm not worried at all. Yeah, so it looked like it. Now, I was busy getting the stream set up when that happened, so I wasn't, like, rewinding it and looking. But, hey, Zach Looked like a helmet hit to me anyway, but Mac Dog's saying no one will grab flatter. Well, the thing is, in the NFL, your rep- your reputation precedes you, and Kareem Jackson's reputation is something of a headhunter. I mean, he took out his own cornerback. Wasn't it A.J. Boye a few seasons ago? I mean, he just he's a hard hitter. He's known for that. And if it's close, he's going to get flagged. That's the way the NFL is. And the dude was dazed. He couldn't come yeah, back yeah, to the game. True. Like, he did ring his bell, so... Uh, flat earth Trini in the house. Good to see you, bud. He says, got to take the positives out of this loss, man. We actually looked like an efficient team. Wilson wasn't too bad. I would say this Wilson wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. He was good. He was one of the bright spots. If he gets some help on defense, if he gets one last crack at the ball in the fourth quarter, we're probably singing a different tune. Zeus in the house. Thank you, Stu. So good to see you tonight, bro. He says, disappointing across the board. Hopefully, Peyton will make some adjustments. At the end of the day, that's what it is. It was disappointing it, to, to feel like, ah, oh, we've seen this movie before. Um, you know, I, I came here to see Oppenheimer, and, you know, you're replaying uh, Barbie. You know, thank you. <laughs> and I saw it with my four-year-old and fell asleep, you know, five minutes in. Give me Oppenheimer. That's what we want here, Zeus. We want the atomic Broncos. That's, that's what right. we need. Let's go. 
to just drop a bomb on the entire NFL. And we still think it could happen. I mean, the Broncos, this could be the worst they look this season. They are going to get better. They are going to learn from this. It, it sucks to swallow right now. It's another tough loss to take, but they will move on and they will be better for it. I promise y'all. Jess C. What's up, bro? He says, I believe in Peyton, but not everyone on the team. I saw nothing today, Zach, because we got him go. That uh, how, how many do we have waiting patiently, Scott? Okay, James, bro, thank you. He says, I mean, all I mean, all we I mean, we all know this, but this team is talent deficient. If we struggle, says James, against the Raiders, I'd hate to see what we look like versus the better teams, especially week three going against Miami or going to Miami. Nah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to take some time um, for everything to come together. And they might not, Zach, be able to fully exploit the soft first quarter of their season. It might be because of the balance of talent deficiencies, the newness of everything, like just getting on the same page. They might not be able to ideally uh, exploit the, the soft first quarter of their season. But by the time you get to quarter two, I promise you that this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And they might not be, you know, Miami as far as points. They might not be, uh, you know, setting new records. It might not be – it might not look, Zach, like Sean Payton, Drew Brees circa, you know, 2010, etc. But I think it has still a very good chance to get there. Not this season, though. What you're going to see is – if, in order for Russell Wilson to really like lead them, lead the charge, that's the second half stuff has to improve the uh, for the offense, and that defense has to help them a little bit more. Not a whole heck of a lot more, but a little bit more. Hey, if you can't give us sacks and stuff in the first half, and the at least when the chips are down in the fourth quarter, give us something. Don't just be a, a you know hot knife through butter, etc. Like compliment. Things like this, but it's going to take time to come together. Michaela says, what's important now is how we respond to this game. That'll tell us if it's the same old team or not. Good to see you, Michaela. Thank you. Uh, Phil says, Dulcich has a hamstring. Stearns, serious knee injury, according to Cliss. sucks. Yeah, you can, you can usually tell. I mean, I can only think, Zach, of one exception, and this was Garrett Bowles when he had that one injury uh, early in his career, and he was getting carted off, balling like a baby, which I'm not picking, I'm not picking on him for balling. Ice cry too, okay? Strong men also cry, to quote the Big Lebowski. Strong men also cry. Uh, but turned out, Zach, that it was – he was literally back at practice by Wednesday. Hmm. Most of the time when they're, like, emotional on that cart, it tells you what's going to happen. You know, it tells you what – they know their bodies, in other words, more often than not. It's just in Bull's case, he was so new to football, like, he never been – he never felt pain like that. He's like, I'm dying right now. No, turned out not to be the case for him. I, I hate this for Caden Stearns. I've talked him up for years now. I thought he should have been the full-time safety um, over Kareem Jackson. And uh, it, it does hurt the defense on a major level because the, the coverage ability drops off so exponentially from Stearns to KJ. Um, hope he can get healthy soon and uh, come back next year ready to fight. Okay, Zach, I'm going to... We're going to do a very, very rapid fire because we have to go. We have stuff we got to get going on the website. So Brandon says, Mathis isn't going to cut it as the number two. Yeah, definitely what we saw today. That ain't going to cut it. Cody says, red zone. Thank you, Cody Dub. Uh, needs work, but should have gotten a TD on the on the run. 
you're five yards from a touchdown, need to trust the run and not pass every down. Okay, well said. See, and these are things that will be discovered. Sometimes we learn the best the hard way. Colby, no pressure on no pressure on Jimmy G. Better get a uh, better game to watch, but the same results. Got to make those kicks. There are better teams in the Raiders. I'm back to eight wins. Okay. Hey, Cisco Matthew, what's up, buddy? Says, what does Randy Gregory actually do? I've not seen much out of him. Overall, a lot of good to build off of. Uh, and that's kind of where we're at in a lot of ways here until proven otherwise is the Broncos were looking for things to build on. And that's not what Sean Payton's about. Got to change that. Patriot Tex, so tiring to go through this game after game without a franchise quarterback. We can't go anywhere. I disagree about Russ. We need a quarterback. Okay, we'll see, bud. Can't claim Russ is back when we get 16 points and can't sustain critical drives in the fourth quarter. When we punted back to Vegas on the last drive, I knew we had lost. I had that feeling, too, on the on that punt. Uh, but if you recall, Patriot Text, what I said is I'm a sliver away from being able to, like, say it and feel it with confidence that Russ is back back. Sliver away. Uh, but I'm leaning more towards you're going to see it come out in the wash I think you're going to be singing a different tune three weeks from now. Time will tell. Doug, thank you, bro. So good to see you on Facebook. Johnny, stupidity killed the team. Yeah, a lot of lacks, uh, lacks of lapses blah, blah, of discipline today, Zach. Uh, uh, Trini says, the running game looks solid. I take positives. Uh, day and night compared to last year, this was a moral victory. Hands down, Russ is with the program. I do I do take the Russ thing as a moral um encouragement let me put it that way because i don't believe very much in moral victories taylor christensen vj needs to be fired defense let us down go denver broncos yeah that's harsh but hey it's a production-based business act it is and i'd like at this point to see what they had in christian parker the secondary coach as a potential coordinator again i'm not writing off the whole season i'm not jumping to conclusions but i was very leery about vj coming back and today kind yep. of uh didn't answer any of those questions that were already lingering. Brandon went to the first game in years since getting out of the military, and it's just disappointing. I saw flashes of what they can do. Just need consistency. Well said, bro. Well said. I'm sorry they didn't get you a dub on your first one post-military, and thank you for your service, buddy. Uh, Chief, again, offense was good. The defense did its best. Special teams needs work. Um, I just got to tell you that the, the defense has to – figure out how to get a pass rush uh, period end of story. And yes, yeah, special teams need some work. Um, then we have, uh, we have Dustin. This is a five win team. They can get the same play for half the money <clears throat> with Russ. This defense can't get a pass rush. Time will tell. We'll see. We'll see on Russ. Um, time will tell on that front. I think we've said really all there is to be said about the Russ thing for now. Um, Gregory was blown off the line of scrimmage on every pass play. I've been, I was skeptical of Zach of Gregory from day one, but I'm still not jumping to conclusions yet on Gregory. It was definitely not a great start to this second season as a Bronco, but I'm not freaking out yet. I mean, who from the defense really looked good today? There were no true standouts. And I said, I think that says more about the scheme or the coaching or, or whatever the game plan than it does any particular player. I'm still a big fan of Gregory. I think he'll come through with, uh, 10 sacks this season. Let's just hope he, it's not like he doesn't get hurt first. That's my knock yeah. on wood comment. Ryan, what's up, fellas? Thank you, bro. Very promising and moving the ball. Just got to finish. Sevens, not threes. Killer mentality. What hurts most? Jimmy G beat us with his slow A yard, eight yard scramble. 
I know, dude. That's the thing, bro. Buckham times seven, indeed. Uh, there's no twitch on that front seven. There's no like, where is it? They're, they don't have it. Your best hope is Baron Browning and Nick Benito. Mike Reno, do y'all think Pookie was limited too much? No, I think there was a couple times, especially early in the game, for what it's worth, because you know how hard he fights for those extra yards, where he was inclined to keep going but decided to just go down because he didn't want to risk his knee. I'm telling you that those thoughts happened. I, I mean, I'm not a mind reader, but I'd I bet dollars to donuts that that ha that's how he was thinking early in the game, but not so much as time marched on. Zach. And also the fact that Samaj P. Ryan was running hard. He had 41 carry or 41 yards and eight yeah. carries. He had over five yards of carry. I mean, he was a, a grown man out there. Javante had 13 carries. He had four catches for his first game back. 17 total uh, touches. I think it's pretty good for Pookie. I'll take yep. it. Yep. Right in the pocket of what you want to see for a RB one, like a, the fringe low end of the pocket rock chalk Broncos in the house. Thank you. Lack of pass rush was alarming. Seriously exposed our lack of depth at corner. Yes. And keep in mind though, Riley Moss didn't suit up. He was a healthy scratch. I only say that because he's on the roster and didn't play. We know he's recovering from that. Uh, what is his injury? I'm trying to remember. Was it core muscle? I want to say surgery. Yeah. Um, they need him back quick. They do. I mean, we don't know yet how well he can hang in the league, but they need guys that have some dog in them. And uh, that's one thing we know for sure about, about Riley Moss. Um, all right. Three more guys. Then we got to go. Kendrick. Love you. Big dog says my guys, I'm glad it's just week one and not week eight. LOL. Those extra points are necessary, especially for our Broncos MHH for life Broncos country. We will be all right. I hope. Keep that, keep that positivity, okay? Don't freak out. Timmy Shields, the first call of the game was bull. You know what? But you know what? Put our defense in a bad spot. I'm Bull, you know what? I see. Put our defense in a bad spot. I'm serious. Uh, seriously missing McManus. Lutz cost us the game. MHH, hey, dude, I feel you. I disagree on that. Um, I think the, the response from the Russ touchdown erased it. I like the tone it set. But hey, we're in America. Still, still legal. Might be faux pas to disagree, Zach. But it's still, still legal. Jasmine, it's disappointing that we didn't uh, win. But I can see things going up from here. It's the first game. We will learn from the mistakes. Indeed, Zach. That's a good way to end this yep. thing. Um, I'm going to serve it back to you with your final thoughts, and then you can do our our messages to get us on out of here. My final thoughts is I totally understand how you guys are feeling. It's a gut punch. It's, you know, same old, same old. Here we go again. All this hype and they're under delivering. But I, I typically agree with the positivity in the comment section. It's one game. It's one week. They will get better and nowhere to really go but up. It's a good situation. How many of us raise your hands before the season a few months ago thought we'd be getting comments like the Offense was good. We hope the defense would help them out more. We hope the defense would pull their weight. For years, it was the other way around. So the offense is making improvements. We know the defense has the talent to improve. If VJ can just get his head on straight, they will uh, respond in kind going forward, Chad. That's right, baby. Guys, thank you so much. We got to go. We're 12 minutes past our little uh, alarm clock. Um, we would linger longer and talk more, but there is work to be done on the – 
on the article side of things. So we will be back tomorrow for the aftermath episode and Broncos for breakfast on the bright too. So we'll be talking to you soon. Another great episode of the gut reaction MHH podcast. If you're not following us on Twitter, be sure you're doing so at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott, our producer at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, like we're always rocking, uh, check out MHHmerch.com. Uh, be sure to drop us a like at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. If you're on Instagram, you can follow us at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you haven't done so, be sure, please, guys and gals, you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, please, as you see taking below you or you hear me saying now, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Shout out to the great Super Chat superstars and supporters tonight in rapid-fire fashion. Josh the Oi Boy, Spartan, John Figueroa, Ted, Franklin, uh, Roberto, KB, Plum Bob, Chief, Braided Hair Brady, Rick, uh, the Duchess, Lucas, uh, Jordan Lewis, Dirty Boy, Patriot Tex, Huero, Naj, F.A., uh, Jonathan Ward, Flazify, uh, Chris Hernandez, a legend, Grover, Mac Dog, a.k.a. Quote of the Day, The Lady D., Deanna Hendry, Flat Earth Trinity, Jess, James Todd, Michaela Israel, Cody Dub. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Johnny Brady, uh, Taylor Christensen, Brandon Styles, Mitch R., Aaron Ryan, uh, Rock Chalk Broncos, Zeus McPeak, Kendrick Ware, Timmy, Jasmine, and on Facebook are great supporters. Claude, uh, Matthew Beatty, Brandon Williams, Mike Reno, Anthony Pennington, Colby C. Collier, Doug Raquel. George Fox, Randy Ankar, and The Ronk himself. Love you guys. Keep your chin up. It's week one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you tomorrow night. Take care. And as always, guys, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.